Our scripture text this morning comes from Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 10. You were dead through the trespasses and, trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of flesh and senses, and we were by nature children of wrath like everyone else. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable richness of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, not the result of works, so that anyone may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm taking my next step this morning and stepping out from behind the pulpit uh, and, and taking a lesson from Pastor Peter and Pastor Kate. So good morning. How is everyone? Well, I am Pastor Lisa Michelle, and I'm just honored to be able to um, bring the word to you this morning and hopefully um, give you some truth and encouragement. Uh, so I, I want to make sure that uh, you all know that this is a safe circle of sharing, that there is no shame and no judgment within this sanctuary. So I'm going to ask you some questions I want you to uh, answer honestly. How many of you have ever gone dumpster diving for a special treasure? Thank you. Thank you for being honest. I'm glad I'm in good, honest company here. Um, how many of you have ever found a priceless item at a thrift store? Something. Okay. I'm in good company today. Um, for some of the things that you might find in the dumpster or that you might find in the thrift store, they may look like a, pink, a piece of discarded junk. But to you, you probably could see the potential of the item. You were willing to sacrifice your pride to uh, get in the dumpster or pull something out of the trash. Um, and you were willing to put in your time to clean it up, restore it, and make it something, um, something new or to return it to its original glory, to give it purpose again. Um, that's what I worked on this week. I, um, my special treasure that um, was, had been discarded is my lamp over here. Um, it was no longer of use to someone else, uh, probably considered a piece of junk, and um, I decided to claim it as my own. Uh, the before pictures are uh, really interesting. The, um, the lampshade was uh, cracked and torn and barely holding on, um, and it, it had no shine on the, the base of the lamp. It was pretty, pretty disgusting. And so um, this week it has turned into something that I would actually put in my home. And um, so I'm really proud of my lamp. 
Um, it was cleaned up, painted, given a new light bulb, and it was restored to its original purpose. Um, didn't think that there was like great theology in the lamp, but bear with me. <laughs> Um, its original good purpose, this lamp, was always made to be in a home to provide light, um, to, to take the darkness out of a room, and to give a warm glow to make it feel like it's at home. And it gets to be that now. Um, so my, this lamp has been restored to its original purpose. Brothers and sisters, our lives are similar to this lamp. Don't worry, I'm not going to make you put on a lampshade as a hat or do anything strange, but I do want to shed some light on the reality of our lives as a part of the family of God. Our scripture today is rich um, in lighting the path to what it means to have a full life in Christ. So in our scripture, we explore our lives before being a part of the family of God. Uh, we talk about how you become part of the family of God, and then what does it mean to live as a child of God, doing the good works that he has planned for us. So life before Christ. Uh, our scripture says that before Christ, we were dead in our trespasses. Kind of like this lamp. It had no purpose. It wasn't being plugged in. It didn't have a light bulb. It wasn't doing anything. It was pretty much dead and useless. Um, and in our lives before Christ, uh, we don't have a purpose. We're just living, um, sometimes living in disobedience and living in sin and maybe running from God. But my two favorite words in the whole Bible, but God, uh, that's B-U-T-G-O-D, but God, he brought us into the family. Thank goodness. And the scripture says, but God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come, he might show his surpassing rich riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith, not by yourselves. It is a gift from God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. So I come back to this lamp. This lamp could not save itself. It could not walk to Walmart and get a new lampshade. It could not seek out a new light bulb on its own. Um, it definitely could not clean itself, or it would have already done that. Um, and it couldn't give itself a new coat of paint and plug itself in. It needed someone to do those things for it. And um, there's, there's nothing exceptional about this lamp, other than I saw it and decided I wanted it to be mine, and I was willing to do whatever it took to restore this lamp. That's kind of how it is um, with our relationship with the Lord. There's nothing that we personally can do um, to save ourselves. It's not a, a Christian checklist, you do all these things and that gives you salvation. No, salvation is a free gift from God, 
And then once you are part of the family of God, you get to find your purpose and live the life that God has planned for you. Um, when my uh, when I was younger, I um, I took a day off of work and I called my mom and I said, um, I want to talk to you about something. And um, so I I picked her up and I took her to the park. And um, she w I was like 16 years old and I was teaching at a preschool. So for me to take off work and go. Um, visit with her, she thought something horrible had happened, like I was about to tell her awful news, and I just wanted to talk to her about Jesus. So we were talking, and she said, well, you know, I, let me get my life all cleaned up, and then I'll go to God. I was like, Mom, that's not what it's about. It's God gives you, um, he does the cleaning up. He does the saving, you know. You, you can't get right enough, and then he'll save you. Uh, it doesn't work that way. So this lamp could only be restored by someone taking it in and bringing it in and doing the work and the effort. Um, and God does that with us. Who wouldn't want to be a part of God's family? Especially when you, when you hear in the scripture um, about his, the abundance of grace and forgiveness and mercy and kindness that he shows um, towards those that he brings in. His love expands past anything that we could even conceive. Um, and he wants you to be a part of God's family. When we look at life before Christ in comparison to the richness of the life being a part of the family of God, how could you not live a life of gratitude, uh, fulfilling the purpose that God has for you? God brings us into his family and he continues the work he began long ago. He puts in the time and the effort to prepare us for all the good works that he has for us. The last part of the scripture says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand so that we could walk in them. Like my efforts with this lamp, God restores us to our original purpose. Our God-given purpose is filled with goodness and grace and mercy. And like Pastor Kate prayed earlier uh, with the children, uh, our, our God-given purpose is to show love to God and to others as being part of the family of God. And this purpose also gives light to the world and life to the body of Christ. This purpose that we all have uses the gifts and talents of each of us to further the kingdom of God and thus expanding our family. And as a local representation of the body of Christ, being a part of Chapelwood United Methodist Church gives you many, 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 many opportunities to use your gifts and talents. If you feel like we're not giving you enough opportunities, come see me this week. The more you live out God's call in your life and walk in the plans that he has for you, brothers and sisters, I believe you and I will both really realize what it means to be a part of the family of God. I close today with one of the most powerful God stories of my life. And it actually um, really happened this weekend. Many of you have already heard about it. It's a story of restoration, and it's probably a little more reverent than the one of the restoration of my lamp. At the age of 49, my mother went into liver failure. At one point, she was admitted into the hospital and given a few days to live. I began to make funeral arrangements as encouraged by the doctors. Uh, in my desperation, I invited a minister friend to come and visit with my mother. 
Um, it, she was in critical care, and so normally only one person could be in there, so we kind of snuck him in, and then I, you know, was the fly on the wall in the room, uh, praying and listening um, to what was going on. Uh, my minister friend uh, talked with my mom for a good while and prayed with her, and at the end of the visit, my mother professed Christ as her Lord and Savior for the first time in her life. I could hardly believe what I was hearing because um, I remembered the woman who said, let me get my life in order and then I'll turn to Christ. Well, she definitely didn't have her life in order. She was given a few days to live, uh, but she confessed Christ as her Lord and Savior and she trusted in him. Three days later, she left the hospital and has never returned. During the last seven years, my mother has been on the liver transplant list at Methodist Hospital, where she's been taken um, care of by uh, our great Methodists. And during the past seven years, my mother has grown in her faith and her understanding of what it means to be uh, a part of the family of God. Starting your, your faith journey at age 49 on your deathbed um, is an interesting journey to begin for her. Um, she had never walked with the Lord, so it was a whole new world of trust and learning and experiencing forgiveness and grace and mercy. Um, this past Wednesday, my mom said, hey, can you take off work and take me to my appointment at Methodist Hospital? And Wednesdays are normally really busy days, but I felt like I needed to do this for my mom. So um, I did, and um, I, I snuck into the room where the transplant doctor was talking to her because I just wanted you know, to hear his side of things of what was going on. Not that I don't trust my mother, but it, it always sounds better when you hear it from the doctor. Um, and we were both surprised uh, to hear the doctor say that my mother is one of the few people who have showed such great healing and improvement who are on the transplant list. So on Wednesday, my mother proudly announced that she has graduated from the transplant list. She's had so much improvement that she no longer needs to be on the list. I had to hold back tears for most of the afternoon and through our celebration lunch at Olive Garden. You see, my mother was lost. She was dead in her sins, living a life without Christ. But God... My favorite two words in the whole Bible, but God, rich in mercy, saved her. He saved her soul first, and then he restored her life and her body. And now she lives a life as a part of the family of God. She's still trying to figure out what that looks like, what good works God has called her to. Um, but there's no doubt in her mind that she has been given a new life, both spiritually and physically. And she knows that she has a purpose as a child of God. And as her daughter, and I've shared this, you know, with our staff, I fully believe that my mother's purpose is to be my mom and, and to help me um, become all that I am supposed to be as a pastor. What's the story of your salvation? What's your but God story? Are you living in it now? Like is something going on in your lives right now that you've had a but God moment? Or you're waiting on your but God moment. You're waiting for things to turn around. Um, you're waiting for a family member to know Christ. You're waiting for breakthrough in your marriage. Um, 
there is a but God story in your life. What good works has God called you to as a part of his family? What's your role and purpose as a part of the family of God? We all have them. We all have roles. We're all um, important to this body. And what is your role and purpose as a part of this church family? What does God have in store for you here? What's your next step? You have been saved, brought in, adopted, and restored. So what now? As always, if you would like to talk to one of the pastors about what your next steps may be, please reach out to us. We, we want to hear about what's going on on your journey, and we want to walk with you. So if God is tugging at your heart today about something new, something that um, is a good work that he has in store for you, please seek us out. That's what we're here for. Um, and so on that note, uh, just say thank you, Lord, for all of our stories. Amen. This to help ourselves and others take their next step in their faith journey with Christ. Not to scatter a bunch of steps all over the place, but to align those with our 12-month goal uh, of building up inside ourselves those vital practices of Christian faith that when caught by the children who are near and dear to us, uh, it will result uh, in that kind of good life, good works that Pastor Lisa Michelle has talked about. Uh, We also recognize that over the course of three years, our vision is to raise a generation of faith to empower uh, a group of uh, children and youth and young adults that will be uh, the future generations and leaders of the church. Uh, We also recognize that in this season of Lent uh, that we are working hard to uh, leave that orphanhood status, that idea that I have to look out for myself, that no one will care for me, and that I can't let anybody close, and move into that relationship of adoption, uh, that God has adopted us found us, restored us, and cares deeply for us, and has a purpose for us as well. And so I hope that uh, as you are uh, making your way through our community, that if um, this feels like home, that you'll take your next step and become a member of our congregation, a member of the church family here. Uh, Also, um, as a congregation, our uh, project over the course of Lent is to live simply so that others might simply live. So maybe you've been giving up a certain practice or a certain uh, item, maybe caffeine or chocolate or uh, meat on Fridays, who knows. As you have been uh, doing that practice and uh, saving money from not having to do that, I hope you've been pooling that money together and will bring it on the 22nd. Uh, As a congregation, we're going to give a gift to to Zoe Ministries. Uh, It's a a group that works with third world orphans uh, to empower them, not to give them relief, but to empower them. Uh, They go over the course of three years from being uh, panhandlers in their villages to being um, small business owners. It's a powerful story of empowerment and adoption. And so I hope that you'll bring uh, those gifts next week uh, as we commit those gifts to Zoe. Um, Now, uh, any gift that we give will be wonderful, but I want to encourage us to think towards the goal of $7,500. I know that's a lot of money, um, but uh, if we get to the point of $7,500, Zoe will connect 
us with a working group of orphans. That'll be uh, anywhere from 60 to 100 orphans. And over the course of the three years, uh, we will get to hear of their stories of empowerment. Uh, so I hope that you'll be uh, looking beyond just what you've uh, benefited from living simply, uh, and maybe even into a sacrificial gift that we might partner together with a working group uh, of orphans. I think those are all the things I'm supposed to talk about for the moment. The blood drive, is that, I didn't read lips very well. Thursday, that's right. Maybe something Pastor Lisa Michelle said today in her sermon stirred up something within you. Uh, we have a, a sermon group, a small group that meets together on Thursdays at seven o'clock. It's a good group of people. Um, I'm looking around at some of them as they smile. Uh, we meet at Michael Heather's house. Um, if you'll call the church office, it's an open group. We'd love for you to come. We'll give you directions. Um, there's also an opportunity that if you know somebody who's interested in the topic of this sermon, uh, we've got uh, cloud-based media where they can listen to the sermon and interact with some uh, questions and answers and be a part of the small group as well. We hope that you'll uh, take your next step uh, and participate as well. All right, I, I'm trying to read Betty Phillips's lips now. And there's a church council meeting on Tuesday at 6.30. It's an open meeting. We'd love for you to come and see what your church leadership is doing. I think that's all for now. Uh, David Hill, come and lead us in Come Thou Found. Now, you want to find your hymnals because the uh, lyrics will not be on the screen. So page 400, it's that, uh, that book that doesn't need to be recharged. Um, it's there in the pews. Uh, it can be seen in most lights. Yeah but I want to make sure that you notice that Betty Phillips is here as our representative from Stephen Ministry. If you'd like somebody to pray with you today, right now, for whatever reason, uh, Betty's prepared to do that, or if you need to arrange for care for someone else, uh, she'd be happy to do that as well. Uh, Lisa Michelle, will you lead us in our benediction? If you will reach out and grab the hand of someone near you and receive this benediction and challenge for the week from the scripture for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand so that we could walk in them go today and take the next steps to living out your life as part of the family of god amen